Black History Always, the podcast. Here's Clinton Yates. Welcome to Black History Always. My name is Clinton Yates. This is our end of the year review episode, and I've got a special guest. He's a family member of mine. He's my brother. His name is Jordan, and he's 18 years old, and I thought that the point of this review would be to look at the world from the point of view of a young person who isn't somebody who is basically already famous or you've prejudged why you know that person. I think a lot of times in society, young people get judged for being either stupid or silly. Jordan is neither one of those things, not just because he's my brother, but because he is a talented young man. You're a freshman in college. Say hello. Hey, uh, thanks for bringing me on. Uh, glad to be here. What do you like to do? What do you, what's your major? What do you do for a living, so to speak? Uh, currently a student in uh, art school studying photography and graphic design. Hope to do a lot of traveling and make a lot of artwork. Uh, I played sports, b- baseball mostly. That's why I've played the longest. Uh, got that from you, obviously. Yeah. And dad. Um, I play a lot of Ultimate Frisbee as well. You played a lot of Ultimate as well? Yeah, I played a lot of Ultimate Frisbee. That, I guess, happened less than baseball because I wasn't in a league, but, um, yeah. Um, We're going to go through some of the stories of the year, and I just want to get your perspective on a couple things just because, you know, you're an interesting guy. So let's start with this. Let's start with uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods survived a car accident this year, and I remember the first thing you said when I brought this up was, that was this year? It feels like a long time ago. You graduated high school and got to college in this year so a lot of things have happened yeah i mean how long ago in your mind as a young person does january even feel it feels it feels like it's part of last year a lot of the start of this year if it wasn't like a main like global event i guess like the january 6th that was obviously since it's like a dated uh event right very clearly this year but like things like uh tiger woods crash it kind of blends into last year especially because of quarantine happening and everybody everybody being in like hybrid school or just virtual school for a lot of the start of this year and most of last year uh i think that really just blended those these two years together what was graduation like what did i mean i can't remember i couldn't even come you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. what was it like to you know, graduation and prom and all that are typically very big deals in the life of a, you know, a high schooler. What was it like to have to miss that or do it differently at least? I think for, at least for me, we had a very regular experience since we're a much smaller school. Um, my school is much smaller, so we were able to do it just like outside on our field and it was pretty regular. Mm. Um, but I know a lot of people that had to do theirs virtually or it was just completely different than what it would be for any other classes. Yeah. Um, And it means a lot. I know when they were planning graduation, it was questionable of whether it was going to be like a regular graduation. And a lot of classmates of mine were like upset about that. Mm. Um, Reasonably so because it's, a rite of passage for everybody that yeah. is graduating. Did you think it lessened the experience? I don't think for me it did. Okay. For a lot of other people, absolutely. Right. I definitely made it worse. Um, a lot of people didn't get in-person school at all. 
I was lucky to start hybrid in December and I was doing that all of this year. Mm -hmm. So that made it much easier for me, but around the country, most schools were virtual the whole year Yeah, and they didn't have prom. They didn't have graduation. Like I was, I was just lucky enough to have both of those, but, um, it definitely is going to leave a mark on my grade. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like I said, like that's, those are two very big rites of passage yeah. that if you miss, it kind of feels like you missed a big portion of high school. Right. And like you didn't get what you wanted out of it. I understand um, that. Getting back to Tiger Woods, let me just ask you generally. What do you what do you think about Tiger Woods? What is Tiger who does who is Tiger Woods to you? What does he mean to you? First thing that comes to mind is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Cause I've not necessarily watched him, but like I've known of his like, you know, his achievements and how good he's been since I was really young. And seeing him still doing the same things today in, like, a very competitive sport yeah. is really big. And, like, he's doing it the same way he did when he first started. Or, like, when he was the same way he's always done it. Right. Um, so, I think I think the crash was... I mean, the crash was unfortunate. I mean, I, I was just... You know, the reason I asked that is because I'm a guy that... The only reason I not, this is not true. I've explained it this way many times. I liked golf like enough before mm -hmm. Tiger came along. Tiger came along and I loved golf basically because of Tiger. I'd never thought that I would be the person that stopped even liking golf when Tiger left. And that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and so his return was a huge deal. And you know, there, I remember a world before Tiger Woods. You don't know a world before Tiger Woods. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just wondering, you know, is 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 his inf – do you think he's going to be influential in your life in any way beyond when he stops playing golf? Because he's probably never going to do it again competitively. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think th – there's not many sports in that sport, in golf, which a lot of people would view as like a – mostly white sport yeah and tiger woods is at the top and to me has been for my whole life pretty much um that definitely is going to affect a lot of young black black athletes yeah. across any sport really right because it, it shows that they can do it and that like it's possible even if all of your competitors are white yeah okay tiger still getting it done let's move down the list here this was the first year that fans Came back to ballparks. I know this, it, you're right. It does feel like it runs into last year a little bit when everybody was gone and some people were there, but some weren't like in the World Series. But, you know, we've gone to plenty of games together, um, including the World Series. What do you think about that? What the return to sort of sports? You know what I'm saying? You don't go to a ton of games. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I obviously go to a lot of games, but like, were you, do you remember that feeling of hope? Because I remember thinking, oh, fans are back. This is great. But, you know, I was also the person that works in this industry and I, you know, I had to go to games. You know what I'm saying? Was there any thought in your mind of like, you know what? Yeah, we can get back to doing what we do. Uh, I think, I think so. Yeah. Cause it affects the game a lot. Right. It affects the players and whatnot. And like, as a baseball player, I, I guess I just know that other people being there means a lot. Right. And if there's nobody watching you, that's kind of weird. Um, I don't really know what it was like to be at any of those games, obviously. Did you go to any games this year? Have you been to a sporting event this year? Uh, Yeah, I've been to a few Nats games. Okay. And one Braves game. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, because you live so in So that Atlanta. was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool, going to my first Braves game. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's good. I think it's. I just think it's like really good that fans got back. Obviously, um, what was that Braves experience like? It was fun. It was very different because it was against the Nats, which is the team I'm always rooting for. <laughs> so when Juan Soto hits a line drive in the right field. And normally everybody would get loud. It's dead silent and kind of very weird. Right. Um, but, like, that's just the effect that the fans have. And I think it kind of shows, like, when there's no fans, that's what it's like for everybody. Whenever yeah. anybody gets a hit, it's just silent. With fans back, it brings the players alive more. Yeah. Um, and makes it more fun for them to play the game, which obviously makes it more fun for everybody to watch the game. Right. Um, and... I think it worked out pretty well. Obviously, there was everything that happened at, like when fans first started coming back um, or when players first started yeah. playing again. You went to a Braves game. They do the chop and the chant. In your mm-hmm. eyes, what's, I mean, what's you made a face. Like, what's 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 that mean to you? Like, I, I, you know, I mean, my stance on this is well known. I've written about it. I was there. I've seen it. I think it's gross. I think it's racist, even if it's not a slur. But I'm an old guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, to you, does that... Does it carry the same weight in terms of like how obviously foul it is, or is it just kind of a thing that you know people are going to do? No, it definitely does. I did not know about that until I went to that Braves game. Oh, and so um, I wasn't surprised, right? But it also was like it was offsetting because it wasn't just like some people doing it; it was everybody, mm. and it also wasn't just the fans. It was being like encouraged by the team and whatnot i think it was part of their it was part of their chance so um i don't like it Mm. i never did it um i'm a braves fan now i guess sure will be for a while since i don't know how long i'll be in atlanta (laughs) but i don't think i ever will do it because like you said it's racist and kind of it's gross yeah so i hear you we're talking with jordan yates here Black History Always. I'm Clinton Yates. Yes, he's my brother. We're related. So that's why we're talking. And he's a smart young man. So we're getting his thoughts on the year in review in 2021. This is probably the biggest topic. And I wanted to get your perspective on this because I think that when I was your age, mental health was not discussed as far as like the everyday goings on of regular, regular people, never mind athletes. This year, we saw obviously Simone Biles come out and talk about her situation. People started to understand the link between mental health and physical ability. We also saw the situation unfold with Naomi Osaka at the French Open. How prevalent is the discussion of mental health in the spaces in sports you've been in, or just in general, in terms of what people talk about? You know what I'm saying? We talked before about how privilege is something that is discussed more widely in general, just at the basic level. Has the mental health conversation gotten down to your level in terms of where if a kid's having an issue, people, coaches, teachers, family kind of understand? Or is that not really happening in your life versus how much we see it on TV? I think what I've found is that mental health is probably at or very close to the forefront of a lot of people's minds at my age right now. Yeah, Um, I think support from... Other people our age is more common than you get support from like a teacher or a coach or whatnot. So you'd have friends coming to you Mm. and we're more open about it. Like a lot of people are open about mental health now. So, and it's affecting a lot of people too. 
and like when you talk to other people about it and it might even just be like tiny things it's like wow that also affects me and you might not think about it but then somebody says something and like i said it's that realization that it's affecting everybody what did you think about naomi's decision to basically tell the press i'm good i don't need you and kind of shut it down was that surprising to you or um i don't really i don't think so cuz she's a young player and has like same mindset as as me and like everybody I know does. Yeah. Uh, that like mental health comes before basically everything else. Right. Um, at this point, because we see what it does to people very clearly, and it's become like, especially during quarantine, it became a big thing with everybody. Right. So, um, I think it's also really important that she did it because it shows that athletes can stand up for themselves and are able to because I'm sure a lot of athletes have just been silenced and have had to suffer with their mental health and not have help because they're an athlete and they need to do what they do best. Right. The Tokyo Olympics were this year. The Euros were this year. A lot of things from 2020 got pushed up to 2021. I'm not asking you to chalk talk any of that, but I guess my question to you is, like, would you, you went to a Braves game, would you go to an international sporting event? Like, if you could, now? You know, now that now, now, now that what we're knowing, like, did, did the pandemic put you off from a safety standpoint in your mind versus any other thing you did to sports versus, I don't know, the grocery store or a concert or whatever? Uh, Not me personally. I know a lot of people that it has, but for me, it hasn't really because... You know, there's been ways that everybody knows to stay safe. Yeah. And so as long as you're implementing them and, like, keep doing it, then there's a way to do everything. But that kind of requires everybody to do the right thing. Yeah. Um. So, like, when you're in an environment when where people are just not listening and not doing the right thing, that's when it becomes, like, a big problem for everybody because then you have to really worry. But in spaces where... And I think just like society has gotten much better at this at just i still don't think everybody's great at it yeah i like keeping covid protocols and whatnot but it's definitely gotten better it's definitely since pre-covid a lot cleaner and like more sanitary uh procedures yeah, yeah. people 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 are keeping their s together a little better right that topic reminds me of something that we talked about a lot in our family chat that I, I don't want to say forgotten about, but it's not necessarily related to the sports world, but kind of is, which was the World incident. Um, a lot of folks your age were at that. You go to shows, you know people that are in this sort of rage culture world in terms of what that guy does specifically. But for lack of a better term, you go to more shows than I ever have in the last 10 years. How did that incident, I don't want to say affect you, but like, what was the talk in terms of like, yeah, this probably should never, ever happen again, obviously. But, like, you know, what was your reaction to that overall? I think it's going to put a lot of people off of going to festivals in general. Like, music festivals are just going to... I think the numbers are going to drop. Mm. Um, because, like, people see what happens when the crowd gets that big. Um, and whether it's, like venues saying that you can't have that many people or people just not going i think there's going to be less people there um because you always think that you're going to be safe there and everybody at asher world like you're assuming it's going to be fine yeah but 
until it happens, then you're not gonna see like what can actually what can actually be done. What's the biggest show you've ever been to? Drake's 2018 Scorpion tour. Say it again. Drake's 2018 Scorpion tour. Where was that? Verizon Center, Capital One Arena. Okay, so not nearly as big as Astro World. Not nearly as big. I was asking that because I I was never a big festival guy myself. Because for like not because I expected a bunch of people to get trampled like what happened to Travis Scott, but it was just it was even pre pandemic it was kind of panic inducing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. overall, and earlier this year. I had Tadia Taylor, who's a longtime family friend who you don't know, who's a festival organizer on, immediately after Astroworld to talk about it. And, you know, I say that because now we live in a world where, like, we're not allowed to gather the same way, never mind if we want to. Do you see yourself ever going back to a festival? I think it depends on the artist. I think it has a lot to do with it. Travis Scott's music is all about energy and, like, keeping the energy high the whole time. Other artists... It could be fine. Yeah. I think obviously with like COVID happening, that's one reason to not go to festivals. But I I think, yeah, depending on the artist and whatnot, depending on like just what kind of festival it is really, um, I would still go. Okay. Second to last thing I'll ask you, college kids, N-I-L, name, image, and likeness. This is the first year that kids can like basically – monetize who they are student athletes that is beyond uh what they were what they could before and i'm at, i, I want to get your perspective on this because you grew up as a social media native you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you've seen all of this and you know you know a couple people that are college athletes you know and i, I just mm-hmm. i just wonder what your perspective is on how this has all evolved because when i was your age again the idea of paying players anything was looked at as I don't even know what the word is evil for lack of a better term you know what I'm saying because we were still trying to uphold this BS notion that amateurism mattered you know what is it like for you to live in a world where yeah all athletes can do whatever they want so to speak and still get the money and get paid you know is that something that feels good and how do you how do you feel about that yeah I think it does feel good and I think it's really important because it it helps the athletes like I said earlier when like the fans are giving the energy that players are going to like give it back. It's kind of similar. I think the athletes will do better knowing that like they have something they're actually playing for. Right. Rather than just a spot on the team. And like they like they're going to keep going. I think it'll also bring more college athletes. It'll convince more people to actually play rather than just go like on a separate <laughs> path. Right. And who knows, it could produce much better athletes than anybody would ever expect. It's true. All right. Last thing I'll ask you. You're a photographer. Um, tell me a little something about how you, for lack of a better term, view the world. I think 2020 and 2021 both were very chaotic and kind of for different reasons. Obviously, in 2020, everything just changed. Um, and like there was a lot of there was a lot of bad stuff that happened in 2020. And then 2021, there's been a lot of, I guess, improvement. Yeah, there's been a lot of improvement and a lot of things that'll push, that'll push things forward, which is good. I think that's what we needed. I think that's I think that's what quarantine did best for society. I guess mm-hmm. um, it helped people realize that like things need to improve. And I think in 2021, things started to improve. Everything was still messy though because. There's a whole lot to change. Right. So 
what's your hope level at for society? And that's the real last thing I'll ask you. You're a young man with a lot of your life ahead of you. I have a lot of hope in my generation. I can say that. I think a lot more people in my generation are looking forward to or pushing towards things being right for everybody. And that's what matters because people being comfortable in society. I just think there's more people in my generation with the right mindset that'll help society more than hurting it. Um, And with the right ideas and implementing them in the right ways. And that is partially because we see what's happening now. And it's very clear for us because everything that happens is on social media and recorded and we see it and we see this is very clearly wrong and needs to change. And if nobody's gonna change it now, then it'll have to be us in the future. I'm Clinton Yates, he's Jordan Yates. This is Black History Always with ESPN. Happy holidays and thanks for listening.